Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me for this very special smash and grab episode is my good friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. Uh, we want to apologise to you because we have been trying to podcast the last week, but uh, my computer broke. Um, we had our this really broke. dodgy internet connection the other day too, where it, the call it was unintelligible. So you know, and I know we're ranty and unintelligible at the best of times. So that that line really didn't help. Yeah, uh, and for yeah. Since you could hear them, but you couldn't hear me, which some would say was a um, a, a joy and a pleasure. But yeah. <laughs> very, very few would say. Most would say it was incredibly frustrating because the the worst part was you'd hear the first half of Sarah's sentence and then not the last, like it was all set up and no payoff. It was terrible. There's a there's all sorts of really terrible jokes that you can make up for yourselves at home off the back of that setup. Um, anyway, we don't have time to lament exactly how um, how messed up everything's been in the last week or so because oh my god, so much racing to talk about, but also oh my god, Sarah's leaving in literally twenty minutes to join the Aviva women's tour um and help manage their social media for the race which is awesome and exciting yes yes i am i'm going to be back in the car um uh, in the front car doing the live twitter if you want to follow me all week i'll basically be at at the women's tour um behind the twitter and possibly the live update and oh my god dan did you know mariana voss is doing the commentary for the tv oh my god that's amazing. That's like, uh, <laughs> trust her. Like she just, she literally can't rest, you know, injury. Oh, I'll commentate, you know, it's, you know, always, always involved. That's awesome. Um, so as yeah. much as we look forward to this very exciting race, we'll talk about that a little bit more in more detail shortly. But first I wanted to catch up on a couple of things. First of which, oh my fucking God, how good was the Philly classic? <laughs> It was such a fun race. If you don't know, Dan and I tried our first hand at live commentary. It was all Martin's fault, actually. Dan was going, oh, I'd love to commentate this. He's going, why don't you do that? No, it was the other okay. way around. It was the other way around. You were like, oh, I, I wish we could commentate it. And I was like, eh. And then someone, yeah, and then we got the Martin. message on Twitter. I wish, yeah, Martin was like, I wish, I wish, um, you know, Sarah and Dan were commentating. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll look up how. <laughs> and so, so we did. So if you if you if you were if you were our dear listener who listened, thank you very much. It was super fun. You know what? I thought I'd find it harder than it was. That I mean, I'm not saying I was good at it because of course I wasn't. But I thought I'd struggle more. Well, it was interesting that we filled like two and a half hours with constant talking without any trouble. I mean, I don't think anyone would have expected that from us. <laughs> so. You know, that was that was kind of strange. It was interesting, actually, because obviously it was completely unplanned. So we'd done literally zero preparation for it. And I found myself going, oh, you know, I'm sure we could do better if we actually, you know, had startless stand and stuff. Instead, we were constantly, oh, I'll just Google that while we just talk shit for a minute. <laughs> But it was fun. To be fair, I think that's what actual commentators do too. But I think the difference was that we were up front about it. No, it was a so Philly Classic. It's a round circuit race. Six, six round six of the World Cup, the Women's oh, Road yeah. World Cup. First time the Road World Cup's been back in the USA since two thousand and one. Um, the last time it was in North America was something like two thousand and I want to say two thousand and eight, but I'm making that up. It could be could have been two thousand and seven when it was the Grand GP de Montreal in mm. Canada. Um, but yeah, this race was the last USA World Cup in 2001, and I, for one, am so, 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 so happy it's back in the States. Oh my God, they put on a good show, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as we said on the on the day, like, it's always a good race, very entertaining, lots of fun, um, well covered, but having it back as a World Cup is just the icing on the cake. It just made it fucking great. 
Yeah, I mean, I you know, I wish I could go back and commentate in retrospect, don't we all? Because <laughs> the, the thing that was most fascinating that I didn't pick up on the day was exactly how some teams were not giving a fuck about the win. Well, yeah, there were lots of things I was thinking about afterwards as well um, that were really interesting to me. That we we did touch on this a little bit, but the other thing I found really interesting was that um, you know we often talk about how American riders um, and or teams sometimes struggle when they come to Europe because the roads are narrower and there's more obstacles and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, there's a interesting inverse of that when some of the euro teams come to the u.s and all of a sudden they've got this vast prairie of road on which to on which to ride and it, it can throw know. them off a bit and it was very interesting to me actually thinking back on the race how the american teams really were very aggressive in and owned the race for the the first you know eight, <laughs> eight of until it got important <laughs> No, that's not fair. You see, what was interesting about that too was why so high tech were totally going, um, were totally going all out for the uh, sprint bonifications, and I think the sprint bonnies were a thousand dollars. The Queen of the Mountain dollars points were five thousand dollars, and um, and then and then the winning prize was five thousand dollars, and there was a total prize part pot of 35 grand so it was quite it was just interesting because i guess i guess high tech uh kirsten Vild had just won the gp gatineau up in quebec um i guess they were just going you know what let's get those points let's get that money why not we don't have a climber who can go up against the likes of evelyn stevens and 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 those and those 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 queens of the mountains so mm. let's just grab that money and they were really 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 strong and really fun although i will say massive shout out to charlotta becker who totally was going on every opportunity especially in the second half of the race to try and win in a massive breakaway attempt but you yeah. know when the roads are like five thousand miles long eight lanes of traffic <laughs> Okay, so not eight lanes of traffic, but you know, I don't think there was a road that was less than two wide lanes, was there? No, no, definitely not. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it was just very interesting. But you know, it, it, as as I say, you know, it's part of what makes that race, I think, because it is quite different. Um, you know, as a result of that, and the dynamics are different, and it's interesting seeing you know teams that are used to that um, attack it in a different way from teams that are not. Yeah, so, but you know, yeah. but what was hilarious though was when it got to the last lap, and suddenly you had, <laughs> you had the last lap, and suddenly everything changed. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, like it was like two different races. It was a tale of two races. There was everything up yeah. to the last lap, and then there was the last lap. Yeah, now, the, they kind of hit it on that penultimate on the penultimate lap. They started putting, you know, and but mm. that the, when they went over the the um the final climb, the Manning Wall on the last on the penultimate lap, and suddenly you have Evie Stevens, Lizzie Armstrong, yeah, yeah. um, Elisa Longo Borghini up front because, like in previous laps, I mean, at one point Hannah Barnes was queen of the mountain, and I'm not dissing Hannah Barnes; she's fantastic. But when you've got someone who's predominantly known as a crit rider mm. and a sprinter, it's uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's not not the position you expect to see them in. The other thing that really stood out for me in the race was, I mean, I know they always. Um, you know, try to ignite things and stir things up. But Ali Cipollini really put in a, a good effort um, in Philly oh, as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dalia Miccioli and um, uh, uh, Maria Giulia Confanolieri were wonderful. I mean, they, they were great. It was fun. It, it, it kind of, I mean, it's an interesting thing because uh, it, it was, it's, 
it's a race where it all you know they've got this in the climb they've got the lemon lemon hill climb halfway through the halfway through the lap um and then at the end they've got the maniunk wall which has two corners and then the climb it's mm. uh, uh it's not the biggest climb in the world it's average radio eight percent i think it gets up to 18 at one point i did enjoy lizzie armitstead after the race calling it america's, equi- america's equivalent of the murder we it's not quite the murder we <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's, I'm not dissing it. I'm the, not dissing it. No, no, but but that is the thing, you know. It, it, it's a nice way to relate a, a homegrown race to a Euro race, you know. It's um, yeah, I get it. It's, so it, so it all comes down. So basically, they get to the last and um, the penultimate lap, and they have this big attack over the top. And over the top, you then have Megan Guarnier, Foles Dolmans hitting it and attacking really hard on the um, on the on the on the descent. Um, and it just turns into one of those brilliant last laps where you have people trying to get away and failing, and various people trying to escape and failing. And then it comes down to a mad dash up the uh, up the up the Maniunk wall and. I did. I did get a little bit confused. We were listening to the actual commentary over while we were commentating, and when they said that's Georgia Bronzini in second, leading over the top of the wall, I was like, "What? What?" Yeah, that what? was that was no, a little bit. That's not. No, no it, it was Elisa Longo Bronzini. <laughs> exactly. I, like, I, I, you know, when a commentator says it, and you just think, "Well, it must be true." Like, even though you completely know it's nonsense. <laughs> it's that thing you always assume that they're competent, although now we know. <laughs> but I will have something to I mean I know it was great to watch it live and I know we shouldn't diss however it was a little bit galling that having provided I mean I think one of the things was was that the camera people weren't very happy about filming from the front oh right the, the, motor, the motorbike didn't like filming at the front whenever they were climbing was like in the middle of the pack yeah, rather than at the front yeah, so we missed the climb every time and it basically had I mean while it was like the murder hui was that thing where you have that kind of final finish line ca- line camera where you can see them crest and then it flattens out and they can sprint for the finish so that was you know that's that's fine but um it's it's kind of at the same time you they we didn't have any we didn't have film for the last half of the climb which is really really annoying um because I really want to see what happened because Elisa Longo Borghini came over and led it leading 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 and as it flattened out Lizzie Armitstead attacked and what it yes. was so cool. I mean, poor Elisa, but yay Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. It was a great finish. It was very exciting. So, yeah. And yay, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing, you know. I, I mean, even even given the, the you know, various shenanigans and, and stuff and teams waiting for the last lap to really light it up, you know, you could see, as you say, on that penultimate climb, Lizzie came out to play and... And you know, certainly made it look clear that she she had the legs and the ability. Um, you know, so yeah, it was. I, I just love that race. I mean, how can you not I, love that race? It's a great race. It, it's so good, and the organisers are wonderful, and the crowds are wonderful, and you know, they they really pull it out in terms of right. The women's race is the World Cup, so although we've got a men's race, the women's race is the pinnacle of the day. Mm. You know, the equal prize money, and the prize money being serious. I mean, if you, it's yeah. worth. Sprinting for a thousand dollar sprint for thousand dollar sprint prizes. I mean, also it's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a it was a equal um, thirty thousand dollar prize pool for the 35. men and women. Oh, 35 for the men and women. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know that's that's awesome stuff. But yeah. Anyway, um, because we don't have all the time in the world, I mean, we could wax rhapsodical about this race for at least another hour, two hours and fifteen minutes, um, as we've as we've done before. So you know. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should move along, though, in the interest of saving some time so that you can make it to your tour on time. 
Yes, yes. Let's talk about the Spanish races because, well, the, the teams who haven't been out in the USA. Oh, no, they have. Some of them came back. Abby Steams came back for it. I'm mm. sorry, Abby. Um, have been racing in Spain. And I love this set of races. It's, there used to be a World Cup, the GP Valladolid. And then there's the Durango, Durango, Amacamin Seria, which is in Durango in the Basque Country. And then there's the Amacamin Bira, which is a stage race. And I didn't follow this in great detail. So forgive me if I get things wrong. But Durango, Durango, which is traditionally flat, one by a rider who's had terrible luck this year, whose team, we said in the last podcast, is definitely on the up, Emma Johansson. Yeah, I, I to be honest, felt um, a little bit a little bit um, proud for making that kind of suggestion last time around, that, um, that they were on the swing. So, oh mate, yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, but like, hey, like I get so much, that... I get so much stick from you for every stupid prediction I make. You have to let me make the ones, you know. You have to let me have the ones that are, you know that turn out to be right. Predicting Emma Johansson's going to be on the podium is like predicting Mariana Vosses. Oh, we do owe an apology. Our friend Jens, we we slandered his good name when we were commentating and suggested that if he suggested what? someone to win, we did. Do you not remember when we asked? How him do for I his... get lumped into this? You slandered his good name. You I, did too. I I simply pointed out that he's a, a Swede. I probably didn't, but I am now. I don't I don't remember what I said the other week. I mean, how are we being held accountable for this now? I'm a anyway, I'm Jens a man. I'm right. not used to being held accountable. This is weird. <laughs> Jens was right he predicted Lizzie Armistead would win and I doff my cap to you sir I'm sorry I suggested that that would have as soon as you said Lizzie that she was going to punch her 17 times um, yes <laughs> no matter how many times you stabbed the front wheel of that voodoo doll that you'd made oh no I might stab a Jens voodoo doll but yeah anyway no I wouldn't I stab a Dan voodoo doll <laughs> how does this mean, feel Dan what do you mean, do you mean would uh, you, well, that's the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up. What stab my stab my damn voodoo doll? Yeah, yeah, right uh, in the liver. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't think that much of you, Dan. I keep it overnight in the in the, <laughs> in the little shark tank I've made. Um, anyway, Emmy Johansson won Durango, Durango, Macamin Seria. I love that race. Um, with Cash and Yerdoma for Rabobank and Elena Cecchini for Lotto Bellasol in third. Um, Evie Stevens fourth. Catherine Garfoot fifth. What a nice top five. Mm. And how nice to see Kasia Niedoma, who's a very young Polish, um, yeah, one of the very few non-Dutch on Rabobank. Now, Rabobank do have some problems right now because Mariana Voss is off out sick because she's got a hamstring injury that she's just that basically she said she's probably not she's probably taking the season off which gutting for Mariana actually fantastic for us um but I'll, in a selfish way but I will tell you about that later but um yeah so and Pauline Fran Prevost is out with a back injury and quite a lot of the riders are over in Baku for the or maybe leaving for Baku for the European Games mm. in Azerbaijan not controversial at all um <laughs> the games being there but you know we are in a year where we've got you know things like the let's have Winter Olympics in Russia and then let's have uh football in Qatar so yeah, yeah. it's just perfect exactly sports administration but, yeah, but, but it is fantastic to see Kasia Nuadoma who was do you remember her last year in the Giro Rossa on that final stage going up the Madonna de Gisalo where it was just like where she just basically her race finished at the, uh, just after the steepest part of the early climb she was just the queen of the climbing domestiques so much fun to race and the Kasia Nuadoma theme continued through the week 
So they started off with a 1.9 kilometer ITT, one by Annemiek van Vleuten, which I will never get bored of saying, with Kat <laughs> Garfer in second and Anna van der Breggen in third, uh, Ellen van Dijk in fourth. I love a short prologue. They make me really happy. Yeah, yeah, you do love you do love a short prologue, actually. You do. Mm. I do, I do, I do, I do. And then on stage two, was sorry, stage one, day two, don't we love this? It was a breakaway, um, a breakaway of six with four actually got to the finish line together. One by Megan Guarnier with Emma Johansson in third, Ash Mulman Passio in, sorry, Emma Johansson second. Yay, Emma. Uh, yay, Ash. Yay, Megan. Um, Ash Mulman in third and Kashinia Doma in fourth, taking the GC lead. Ah, excellent. Yes, yes. They then had, uh, this race was all about breakaways. And how much do I love that? So um, stage, uh, stage Almost two. Almost as much as you love short prologues. I just, uh, there's something about a short prologue, man. Oh, I no, just, no, I'm not knocking it. it. I'm, I'm just answering the question. You said, how much do you love a breakaway? I said, almost as much as a short prologue. <laughs> so stage two, um, it was Emma Johansson winning, Annemiek van Vleuten second, Kat Garth at third, Cash and Udoma in fourth, um, Ash Mormon Passio in fifth. And this was basically, oh, this is going to be Ash versus Kasha, is it? All the way through. That was fun. Ash, Kasha and uh, Johansson, mm. separated by two, two seconds. And how much do we love those kinds of races? Um, stage Stage three, another breakaway. How cool is that? Um, with um, actually one with uh, a group of three going to the line together Chantal Black, Elena Cecchini, and the Catherine Garfoot, with Rossella Ratto coming in th- uh, 50 seconds later and Ellen Van Dyke in um, fifth. Uh, leading in this, leading in a bunch, a minute and eight behind. Um, Cash and Udoma still leading. Massive GC campaign. So exciting. Excellent. Um, and then they had, um, that was a two-stage day, because, you know, what should we do? Let's finish with a two-stage day. Um, finals, the final day, another breakaway, because of course it was. Um, another group of a group of five. Uh, Emma Johansson won. Kasia Newdome second. Megan Guarnier third. Ash Mulman fourth. Anna van der Breggen fifth. Um, yeah, it was um, ah, so, 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 so exciting. And so you end up with a final podium. Kasia Newdome first. And Ash Bullman second by one second. Oh my god! Emma Johansson third by two seconds. <laughs> oh, it's basically a dream split, isn't it? Oh my goodness! That was amazing. Because how exciting is that? Like literally mm, right mm. on the line. Like, and they were fighting. The photos are fantastic. Um, Bello Focus was out there um, taking the photos, and yeah, and the photos are amazing. And there's this great photo of the final light, you know, final day with Kasia realizing she's won, and 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 oh god, I love it. You know, that's so fantastic, and she's such a wonderful domestique, super domestique, I should say. And when you look at what she's won before, well, last year she won the GP Jippingen, Jippingen, which is a uh, Swiss one day race, which isn't one of the biggest races. And then her nearest um, to coming, I mean, she's been like third in a stage in Festival Elsie Jacobs this year. Um, she was sixth in Strade Bianchi. Um, yeah. But, you know, this is, she was third overall in the Ladies Tour of Norway, which I believe was then all Rabo all the time top 10. Yeah, it was Anna van der Breggen, um, sorry, top three, Anna van der Breggen, Mariana Boss, and Kasia. Mm. So, yeah. This is like congratulations, Kasia Neodoma. You are the star of the you are the star of the moment. Um, Indeed, yeah. And and it's that typical Rabobank thing of oh shit, we've lost two, we've lost the world champion, and we've lost the multiple queen, the world's greatest queen of racing. What should we do? We're we're a bit screwed, aren't we? 
<laughs> Let's no. just win with someone else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just pick someone else and win with them. It's great. Woo! Oh, um, we also had the Diamond Tour um, on Sunday, which was a day race, which was interesting. It was a fun, you know, sounds like a great race. It was won by Yoni Dora ahead of Kelly Joyce and Lisa Brunauer, which, you know, I'm always, I'm all about a podium that looks like that. Yeah. But then I saw the actual podium photos. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, all I can ask is, I mean, it's European summertime. So is it hot out? Is that, like, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, if you haven't seen the picture that Marinda Vries um, re-blogged, um, it's basically they had a uh, podium which was literally surrounded by, uh, um, surrounded by, well, women in bikinis basically yeah. um, there's a really funny twitter tweet from anna zyberts who's who's put like an equivalent of what it would be with like a picture of like the tour de france podium with like oh, no. boys in boys <laughs> in cod pieces and stuff it's just oh, no. it's 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 i mean the lotto cycling cup it's it's not the lotto cycling cup's fault yeah mm. they are they don't run well i don't know i just i guess no one they they organize the series but they don't organize the individual races yeah um but yeah this this podium is basically lots of riders on the podium and then women in in, in bikinis yeah and it's caused a bit of a fuss and, and rightly so including um you know apparently uh, mariah tweeted earlier today that um the uci have contacted the race organizers to find out what the hell was going on and stuff you know yeah to um, basically say what the actual fuck yeah what the fuck guys what the fuck Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they should definitely say that. But it also points out that, um, as as I am occasionally fond of pointing out, the UCI really could be doing a better job in providing race uh, guidelines and structures and, but you know... Think, but no, you see, I'm I'm on the side of the UCI here because I actually don't think that that you that you'd even assume that you had to like you just wouldn't you you know would you think oh you know what I don't th I think we should maybe tell people not to have your podium surrounded by women's in bikinis and high heels because that's a bad idea I mean for one thing it's June in Belgium I mean to be honest those poor girls they probably had uh, goosebumps all over them but 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 I can't even speak about it it makes me so cross. Yeah, like I don't think it's like one of those things like where yeah, you say, but, you hey, know, the, the new... hey, you know what, guys, let's not have your podium stuffed. Yeah, but look, look I, I take your point, but at the same time, you know, every year we go through the the same sort of, you know, or a similar sort of rant about you know Harold Becker or whatever. I mean, you know, I I do think that there's there's room to just go look. This is the standard of dress required for. Well, 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 you know, you, you know business that, casual I, or smart casual or something like just, that. You know, I, like, think, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's astounding because you just, you just wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I think one of the things that I find really problematic about this, it's problematic with men cycling because you win, uh, you win, you win a, you know, you win, you basically win a woman, don't you? Like the only place for the women is basically to be eye candy, and then you have like the, the stuff with, you know, what's his face again, like messing around and stuff. But you know, the, so it's bad enough with the women because it kind of says women are just decoration. But what it really annoys me about on the women's side is it's basically saying, yeah, you know, those women on the podium, they're not real women. Um, you know, you can't, you know, so here's some real women. Like you're comparing women who've just finished a really, really tough, cobbly, sprinty race who aren't looking their best. Oh, let's just put models next to them because I'm sure that'll make them feel better. And this is where I want to shout out to the women's sweet spots and the women's tour because I was at um, the wonderful final round of the tour series in um, 
in beautiful Bristol. So a beautiful bath. And they have, they always go for, they have a podium hostess, who, which they say very clearly is a podium hostess, not a podium girl, whose job is to base, which they make very clear, is to get people from one place to another, to organise it, to make sure everything runs smoothly. And they had Danny King's sister, Sarah King, who's awesome and wonderful. And they have her in a, you know, proper, you know, in a, in a, you know, jeans and a t- jeans and a sponsored t-shirt. And she's fantastic. And the crowd loved her because she's Sarah King. She's Danny King's sister. And Danny won in amazing style. You know, there was just nothing to go wrong with that. Mm. And it's like, yeah. And they present her as our podium host is Sarah King. You know, you're like, yeah, that's great. Saw it last year. You know, the, it's, it, is a, it is a job that you know, when you do it properly, it's a job with, you know, actually, hey, can you stand over here, please, to marshal the, you know, marshal the sponsors and stuff and to make sure everything runs, you know, make sure people stand in the right place, make sure people get on the right podium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which has happened. Um, yeah, so, yeah, anyway. Let's talk about the exciting uh, Aviva Women's Tour. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, um, those who who may not be familiar with the new name, this was last year, um, uh, the first year that it was run, known as the Friends Life Women's Tour. Um, Friends Life Women's Tour last year, yes, and now yep. it's the Aviva Women's Tour. It is last year. The thing that everyone said was um, it, it kind of it it raised the barrier. It just yeah, it raised yeah, it, it raised the barrier. It it set a new high on what a race could be in terms of how organisation and yep. you know and, and, and coverage. also coverage and participation from local communities, roadside and and stuff like that. Like it was just a, a premium event, top to tail, and very popular with the riders, very popular with the fans. You know, a, a huge success. So this year, um, they're they're actually repeating the same tour course this year, aren't they? No, no, they're going differently. They've got they've oh, got okay. new they've got a new they've got a new course. They're starting in the opposite direction. They've put in a hill. I mean, one of the problems they had last year was they were told they didn't have hills. People criticised it for that. But actually, you know, it's the first year, and oh my god, you wouldn't believe how many people didn't actually, you know, how it, it was quite difficult to get people to support it because everyone was saying, oh, no one backs women's sport, no one backs women's sport. So when you have the amazing crowd turnouts, especially for the finish in Bury St Edmunds, then it's just it was just wonderful. This year they're expecting 20 to 25,000 school children out on the roadside um it starts tomorrow between tomorrow and tomorrow and um friday and sorry tomorrow and sunday it's you know it's a really it's yeah it start it goes through a ton of different counties i was trying to count i think it's six counties they reckon they've got um they reckon they've got uh 11 national champions lining up for it it's not hilly um in terms of mountains but it's tough you know these aren't easy rides it's heavy roads it's got lots of um lots of little up and downs lots of they they get protected by the hedges because you know that's what happens in britain um but yeah we start um tomorrow in bury st edmunds to alborough which is on the coast um i want to say that's in suffolk but i could be wrong um then it's we see a lot of british seaside which is amazing you british seaside is very beautiful and fun if you don't know british seaside it's just comedy um yeah then uh stage two on thursday is from braintree in essex to clacton on sea which is in essex also on the seaside and that's yeah there's not i guess the biggest climb is probably about 50 meters but it's just again it's like it's not it's not flat you know yeah yeah it's it's not flat at all uh stage stage three we on friday we go from we go from Oundle in Oundle, which is a really beautiful little crazy little town like like 
gorgeous to Kettering and that's um actually gets up um yeah it has got some in again none, none of the climbs are more than I'd say there's a climb of about 75 meters at Rockingham um 50 meters at yeah, 75 meters ish at Rockingham, yeah. which you know looks like looks like fun. Um, another climb at Harrington. Um, they're going to be short, sharp climbs. Uh, stage four on Saturday is from Waltham to Stevenage. Um, sorry, Waltham Cross to Stevenage. Uh, and what's that? We have yeah, same same thing. Little 50 50 meters climbs. The climb at Thur- Thurfield Heath is like another like maybe probably 100 meters climbing altogether. Um, but yeah, the, the Queen of them at the climbing point isn't at the top, which is weird. And then finally, we're going to a new place that we haven't been to with this race, which is Marlow to Hemel Hempstead on the Friday, which is the one with climbs. Um, yeah, it's great. It's all really, really good. It's going to be a great race. Mariana Voss is commentating, Dan. I know, which is going to be amazing. And it's on, um, what is it, ITV4 in the UK? ITV4, if you can't watch ITV4 live, there's a thing called filmon.com, um, film on, that you can go to. Um, and, you know, it basically is VPNing it for you. There'll be streams all over the place. I recommend looking places like cyclingfans.com for your stream if you can't find it through your VPN. Mm. Um, if you have a VPN, obviously do it. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to, I don't know if we should be recommending Ola and Tunnel Bear anymore, but yeah. Oh, well, really? It's, um, it's going to be fantastic. So, yeah, so that's where I'm going. I'm going to be behind the live Twitter, which is at the women's tour. Um, we're also going to be having a live ticker, which will be the same thing. So you can follow that. So we don't have live coverage of an hour every day in the evening, commentated by Mariana Voss. Um, various videos, so much stuff. It will be a lot of fun. And um, there'll be heaps to talk about when we when we catch up again next week. Um, in the meantime, yeah. mate, uh, travel safe. Enjoy the tour. Say hi to everyone for me um and yeah let us let us know what's uh what's going on yeah and we'll catch you next week hopefully if i've survived the um, women's tour i'm sure mm. we'll do and if we can actually work out things like actual computer connections and things like that but thank you for listening we love you all go to our site prowomenscycling.com for a couple of links we can, that entire philadelphia classic and um links to photos from the macamine beer cool thanks for hanging out we'll catch you soon thank you. bye